What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Benner and Adam Ronis here from the Fantasy Alarm, uh, courtesy of the Sawdust Podcast Network, and you can find us all over the place. Well, you've already found us, haven't you? Stitcher, Pandora, SXM app, whatever it might be, we welcome you. What's up, Ronis? How you doing, brother? Inundated with fantasy football drafts this week. It's that time of the year, man. So just getting ready to prepare for this fantasy football season right 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 you got a high stakes draft high stakes article coming out uh in the uh in the nfl draft guide uh you got your rankings coming out soon enough as well Jeez, busy busy right how do you find time for uh for for any you know nba finals Oh, I barely do, but fortunately it is spread out a little bit. I will be able to watch it Thursday night. We're recording right the hour before game time. So uh, I do have to do the morning buzz article on the recap of baseball. So I'll sprinkle that in while I'm watching the game, but I'll be able to watch that. And then it actually worked out the schedule. So game three is Sunday night. There's no night baseball this week uh, because the all-star break. So everything. Everything will be over. Well, most likely there could be rain delays, extra innings, but mostly everything should be over by the start of the NBA Finals. Let me see. Is Sunday at 8 o'clock? Uh, no, third. typically they're 9 o'clock during the week, but I'm assuming maybe the Sunday night, maybe they push it to 8. Let's see. Uh, yes, 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC. So um, I will have to do fab. Now, Tau Wars has pushed fab to Wednesday. So I guess that's good. That's the earliest one at 8 o'clock. But then I got three at 10 o'clock for the NFBC and the TGFBI, uh, or I'm doing well, I'm trying to, well, I think like 16th overall. So I'm looking to make that push, maybe somehow make a run. We'll see. And then um, labor is midnight. And then I got the two CBS overnight. So I still got to do fat, but at least there'll be no games on. And, uh, and then game four, for NBA is Wednesday, the 14th. There's no baseball on that night. <laughs> so it actually sets up pretty well. Um, and then if there's a game five, the 17th, which is a Saturday night. So it's actually kind of works out here. It's worked out. It's uh, working out well. It's crazy, though. If there's a game seven, it's not till July 22nd, man. That's insane. Like this right? two days, this two days off in between. Like, come on, man. Like, how how soft is the NBA? I get it. Okay. Kawhi got hurt. Giannis got hurt. Um, They don't want the the NBA finals decided by, you know, who's going to stay the healthiest here. But even though it is, it's already being, (laughs) it is busy being decided that way. Uh, People could say what they want, but like the amount of injuries to star players in this postseason has been like something I've never seen. So they usually do this. Anyway, I don't know if it's a TV thing or what they typically do this, but since the season is ending so late, I'm not sure why. I mean, you want to do a cup, you know, maybe one time, two days off, but I don't understand. So it's Tuesday, Thursday, and then no games Friday, Saturday. All right. You want that Sunday night audience? I get that. But why can't you then just go Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday instead of Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday? Right. I, I don't know. I don't know either. It doesn't really. At least they, at least what they should have done. I, I look, they don't know. No, they do know the baseball schedule at a time. 
All right, you have Sunday night. That's perfect, right? Because you have you're not competing against any baseball. So Sunday night, that's your audience. Then go to, well, to go to well, I guess Tuesday's the baseball star game. It's not like people are gonna watch are drawn to that. Um, but because I was saying you if you went Tuesday, it would be against the baseball star game, but all right, whatever. It's exhibition. And then you would have Thursday the 15th to yourself. So you essentially would have like almost three straight games basically to yourself because Thursday the 15th, there's only one baseball game that day. It's Yankees Red Sox. I'm not sure if that's a makeup or if that was scheduled. That's the only baseball game uh, on the 15th, the uh, that Thursday. So they could have had all those audiences with like basically, I don't know what else is on. Maybe there's some WNBA or something. I don't know. But of the four major sports, you know, they would have had that collective audience to themselves. The bocce ball championships, I think, are uh, yeah, going on over I there. I forgot about that. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When, does it, when, when are the finals for Euro 2020? Why are they calling it Euro 2020 when it's 2021? Did it get put? Did it get pushed soccer? off because of COVID? Yeah, it did. You're talking about the soccer. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I didn't realize because I was asking my friend. I'm like, why are they playing the Euro Cup and the Copa America at the same time? He's like, they both got pushed back due to COVID. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Right, but why wouldn't you change the name? Like, why wouldn't you just update the year? Why do you have to say 2020? You know, is is it because you printed all the t-shirts and and all the stuff and then you got stuck with it? And so you you figure, all right, screw it. We'll just keep calling it 2020. I guess I'm not, I'm not sure, but that sounds like it could be a reason for it. And I don't know. How often do they play it? Is it every, I have have no idea. I'm not, I'm not a soccer fan. Neither am I. (laughs) <laughs> like I'll be honest, like I haven't really watched it closely. Like if I'm working and there's no baseball on, I'll put it on TV in the background. And there have been a couple of exciting endings, but I really haven't paid close attention to it. Um, I haven't either. I just uh, Ani Sreeder is a producer at Sirius XM, and he usually produces the uh, the the Fantasy Alarm show. So I, I hear about it from uh, from him uh, all the time. Yeah. Although he hasn't spoken about it recently. I think, the championships, I think the championship Sunday, right? Italy and um, is it Italy? In England. Did England win or Denmark? I think England won. Okay. Yeah, I think it is Italy and England. I believe it's Sunday. It's quite the uh, it's quite the weekend here, right? It's like baseball before the uh, the All-Star break. You got the, the McGregor fight on Saturday night. You got Euro championship on Sunday. NBA finals. NBA finals. Little NASCAR going on. I know you're a big NASCAR guy. Love it. Yeah, my favorite. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think there's a PGA tournament, too. Yeah. I mean, there's always something for someone, right? It's crazy, right? It's like unbelievable. Meanwhile, though, I'm going to end up in like 20 more best ball drafts because uh, my friends are junkies now. I told you yesterday, right? I introduced two friends of mine to um, <laughs> to underdog fantasy. They're like, wow, we can draft for five bucks and that's it. And it's 30 seconds and the draft's like in and out. Now they're like, they're, they're serious. They're, like, they're junkies. They're, they've been texting me all day trying to get me to jump into a, a draft with them. I think they've done like three or four now, him and his wife. 
Yeah, you know, we've talked about it. That's the one people love to draft. The reason why people don't get in so many leagues is because then you have to manage your teams season long, going to the waiver wire each week, setting lineups. And, you know, we do this for a living, so we can we can do 10, 15, 20 leagues. We try to cut back. We say we will. I do a little bit. You don't. <laughs> but I try. You know, I, I yeah. try. <laughs> so for the casual player out there, though, it's even a little bit more complicated for them because they have these things called kids. I'm not really familiar with that. Neither uh, me you. either. I don't know what yeah. that is. Yeah. So they take up time and, you know, you got to take them places and pay for things and all that stuff. So they don't have as much time. And best balls are the perfect Solution for that again, you know, you don't have to. You, if you want to spend more money, there are best balls you could spend more money. If you want to do five, ten bucks, you can do that. Yeah. You can do a slow draft with a clock one hour, two hours, four hours, 30 seconds, a minute, whatever you want. And people love to draft. And that's the one thing that I love about the best ball is you just, you know, I usually wind up doing 10 to 20 a year. You know, I use this as my prep. You know, we used to do the mock drafts. No one does that anymore. These right. are essentially it. I mean, look, the strategy does change a little bit for best mm-hmm. ball. So you have to understand that. But it's basically training yourself for your real drafts and you're getting an idea of where players are. And, you know, certain players you'll move up in best ball, certain players you move down. But it's basically the blueprint and the way to get prepared for the season. Well, let's, uh, you know what? That's that's a, a good thing to to bring up, and that's what we're going to talk about then. So, because um, you know, it's a it's a it's a quickie pod today because you know there's uh, Adam's got the finals to watch and articles to write, and I've got articles to write and uh, live streams to record. So, you know, I'm going to give a quick shout out here to our sponsor and uh, and say thank you for helping us keep the lights on. And we'll be back with a difference in strategies between best ball and your home league when we return. And we're back. Adam, let's talk about this because, you know, it's so funny because I, I do the. I do the, the underdog fantasy read on the uh, on the show and, uh, you know, it's just a live read it's commercial. You've done them a million times, right? Yes. But in the un- in the underdog read. All right. They say best ball is a great way to practice drafting before you draft for your home league. And, you know, and and I always kind of interject my my feelings about the fact that, you know, you do have to adjust your strategy. Like for me, I will, you know, if if the if the value presents itself in a league, then then I'll I'll happily go with some wide receivers early, or you know, or one running back, one wide receiver. Whatever it is with best balls, though, I feel like because there's no maintenance and because of injuries and stuff like that, um, and you're not playing the waiver wire for me, I like to I like to load up on running backs early. I like to get that elite quarterback or that, you know, or that elite tight end. In some cases, if I can get both, I will. Um, but I always like, for me, it's more about like wide receiver roulette and I won't do this in a, in a, in a season long league because, you know, you want to have some consistent wide receivers, but when you're drafting for best ball, you know, if you, if you draft eight wide receivers, you only need what three or four of them to pop in a given week. So you're kind of playing the percentages there. 
by not having to make any kind of a, a of a you know a real lineup decision. So I can't draft. I mean, I could draft a, a season long team the way I could with the way I do a best ball team, but I choose not to because I just I feel like the whole in season maintenance aspect of it uh, opens up so many more possibilities in a draft. Yeah, I mean, obviously, too, you know, we talked about streaming at the quarterback position, especially in leagues with one. Well, you can't mm-hmm. do that here. So I am more apt to take an elite quarterback early on or take a quarterback earlier than I would in a redraft league. Because I know in a redraft league, there's going to be a couple quarterbacks that aren't drafted that come off the waiver wire that you can add. Justin Herbert, perfect example from last year, right? In most leagues, he wasn't drafted. Uh, unless maybe a super flex league he was, but in a typical draft, he wasn't taken. And that's a guy, boom, you go to the waiver wire, you got a league winning quarterback. Uh, I agree on the running backs. I'm definitely looking to take uh, those running backs early. And I'm actually okay um, only drafting four or five. Because once you start getting six, seventh running back, those guys can give you zero the entire year. You're speculating, right? right? You know, yeah. so... So, like, that's why I like, you know, taking two to three early. Um, and I might only finish my draft with four with five because the receivers have a better shot. Even if they're the third or fourth receiver on a team, they could have three, four weeks where they're in your starting lineup. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's enough. I also think uh, a guy like Tariq Cohen. Way better in best ball. Are you really going to figure out the weeks that he's going to have big games? Right, <laughs> right. You're going to exactly. get it wrong all the time. Uh, not all the time, but, you know, most of the time. Oh, this looks like a great matchup this week. Oh, damn. Uh, they're playing from ahead. Tariq Cohen didn't play many snaps. But he's going to have three, four, five games this year where he has big games. But trying to figure it out in redraft, it's really tough. So I haven't taken him yet, but I'm more open to him in best ball because I don't have to figure it out. So, and if you're playing in a best ball tournament, you'll hear people talk about stacking a lot, which is fine uh, because if you're shooting, if you're playing in one of those big tournaments, yeah, you 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 want that quarterback receiver connection and possibly two receivers with that quarterback. You know, last year Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. I mean, I don't think people were targeting that as a stack, and maybe John Brown or a Cole Beasley that won you a lot of money. So that's the other thing that you can do. Um, and you see it sometimes in the high stakes leagues, too, because obviously that's uh, if you're playing for the overall in the big contest. But, yeah, there are definitely things that are a little bit different and uh, you might push up certain players or positions because you cannot go to the waiver wire. So whereas in a redraft league with running backs, yeah, I, 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 I still want to get them early, but I'm not going to reach. Because I know, all right, I'll either find one that pops late or I got 14, 15 weeks of the waiver wire to find someone. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, it's it's funny. I think we we have very similar philosophies right there as far as, um, you know, where we're at with our with our drafting there. And, and I agree with you. I finish a, a best ball draft uh, in very similar fashion. I finish off a best ball draft and I feel. Um, you know, rock solid about getting like three, maybe four running backs uh, inside my first, like, you know, six or seven picks. Um, And then, yeah, just making sure, just rolling the dice with the wide receivers over and over and over again. So, yeah, I, 
the likelihood of hitting on a running back in the last five rounds is very slim. Very slim. You need so many things. Go look at those running backs going in the last few rounds and look at the path for them to relevance. They need so many things to happen. So you're better off either getting them early on. I agree. I agree. Um, it's so funny. As we're sitting here talking about this, I just went on the clock in the Scott Fishbowl. Ah, okay. I was on earlier and I'm on the turn. So you know me. I take my two picks and then it's like, all right, good luck. Actually, right? I thought I I thought I was gonna for for a while. It kind of slowed down. What round are you in? I'm in the tenth. Oh, me too. We're uh, three picks in round ten. It feels yeah. like it's been going slow today. Yeah, it's been a it's been a slower like yesterday and today kind of a thing. I'm sitting here and I'm like, I told you this on yesterday's uh, episode, right? I don't feel good about having two running backs only on my squad right now. But I mean, I only have two running backs and I only have three wide receivers, so. Man, I am. Uh, I mean, I'm probably going to end up going running back and wide receiver uh, with these next two picks. I'm just trying to figure out which one I'm going to go first. Um, damn. So you're in round 10. How many quarterbacks are off the board total? Oh, uh, uh, virtually every one. Uh, 27 QBs are gone. Oh, OK, so mine's 25. I thought it was a little light in mine because. I think only one team has taken three quarterbacks. I know you did. I was debating whether to do it, and I decided not to. Um, oh, a pick was just made. Damn it. I knew he wouldn't make it back, but Michael Gallup went as the wide receiver 39. Uh, so I'm sitting here right now. So, yeah, I have three quarterbacks. Uh, one, two, three other teams have three quarterbacks, too. So I don't have to worry about that. Right. Um you know, and, and there's there's good depth at the tight end position still. So I'm, you know, I'm fine, you know, not touching that. Um now it comes down to, you know, the the value of of where you're at. Because the running backs, if I if I take a look at the running backs who are out there, I mean, it's like Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, David Johnson, Ronald Jones, um, Naeem Hines, James Connor. Kenyon Drake, Latavius Murray, it's 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 not great, right? And then on the wide receiver side, you know, Devontae Parker, Russell Gage, Michael Gallup's there. You know what I saw? It was, it was there. Marquise Brown is there. Michael Pittman is still there. He's so far down yeah. in the rankings on this site that I'm almost like, I mean, do I wait on him or do I just say, fuck it, dude? It's Michael Pittman. I mean, of the guys there, for me, it's Gallup. Yeah, I'm not as bullish on Gallup as you are. The guy is good, man. He is good. I'm not saying he's not good, but you're also talking about an offense that runs through Zeke and you've got CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper there as well. Yes, but I think even in in this format, he's a little bit better. He's going to have some big play weeks. I mean, you know. He had a six, one thirty-eight, and a touchdown, nine targets against Seattle with Dak in there. So uh, he also had a very difficult matchups last year against the top corners, um, and he's the big play threat. So I'm investing in that offense, and again, they're going to put up a lot of points. We saw it those first four weeks with Dak. Man, they put up a ton of they points. Put up a shit ton of points. No and doubt their about def- it. Their defense. They added players. I don't know how much better it's going to be still. So, so you, you like Gallup over any of the running backs too? Yes. 
Well, that's me. I mean, it sounds like you don't. So, I mean, I like Pittman too. Um, He's so far down. I feel like no. he can, he'll almost like come back well, to me. Let me see. Do, uh, you want me to find you his ADP in the fishbowl? Nah, I don't. I don't. I don't you don't care. Okay, look at you. I'm trying to be a helpful friend. Oh, yes. Okay, go is, ahead. Well, because I'm like you know, listen, uh, you know, uh, yeah. What's his ADP? Give me, give me Pittman's ADP. All right. Well, give me a second for this app to load. Come on, give me Pittman's ADP and give me Gallup's ADP. I, I need guarantee right now. you, Gallup's is way higher. Guarantee you. The thing is, though, but part of it, there's so much buzz on the Cowboys' offense, mm -hmm. um, and there's just not as much excitement for the Colts. I do like Paris Campbell though a lot. I can't believe fucking Dr. Roto, bro. Took him in round 10, bro. I was like, are you kidding me? I wanted him. And then I looked at your draft and because we also, uh, we also have Ryan Hallam on the alarm after our show along with you tonight and Hallam took him in round 12. I'm like, fuck man, if I was in your draft, I would have gotten him. So, um, but yeah, I think both those guys uh, could be pretty good. Let's see. So Gallup is, where the hell is he? Oh, okay, ADP of 127, wide receiver 44, gone as early as 94, as late as 150. And Pittman, ah, 132, bro, wide receiver 47. So he's down there, people are aware. He's gone as early as 101 and as late as 152. So, yeah, you, well, but you don't you have the you have the two picks coming up, right? So you pick, then there's two, and then two more, and back to you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, four more, but yes, there okay, are yeah. two guys. Yeah. Uh, there's a chance you can get both, but you said you wanted to go running back receiver, right? Well, I did want to add another running back. Like that's, that's the fear right there. Like if I, you know, if I take a wide receiver here, you know, the two guys behind me, they each have three running backs. One's got three wide receivers. One's got four wide receivers. The one guy on the, on the wheel, he, um, he doesn't have a tight end. So. You know, considering that, you know, all of a sudden we've seen Logan Thomas, Noah Fant, Hunter Henry and, and Tyler Higby go. I feel like he'll go tight end, you know, with with one of his picks. Um, you know, so I think the I think the, the, the play is the wide receiver now. I, you know, again, I don't. I, I might just go wide receiver, wide receiver here. I might just do it, you know, if if. If if neither one of them, I'll I'll go by the ADP sort of because this is this. If I take a wide receiver now, he's wide receiver forty five, so he's right in there with Gallup and and Pittman, right yeah. closer to Gallup. And I think that's you know that has to do a lot with the fact that you know he's a uh, that that Pittman is just he's just pushed so far down in these uh, MFL rankings, right? In, see, in the draft room, do you see? I don't go by that because I don't, I don't, I only go by that based on whether or not I think that maybe I can wait on a guy. Right. <laughs> but then <laughs> there could be so many people problem. just sit there and they look at who's, you know, who they, who's like on that, you know, on that page basically. Right. But don't you think, I mean, I know there's some fans in this format, but don't you think, People who are drafting now are pretty into it and are not going to go by a queue. Uh, it's very, very possible. Yeah. So that's why I don't worry about it. Like if I feel like, oh, this guy's very, I don't care. I want him to take him, man. Because you don't want to sit there and go, shit, man. I knew I should have taken him and I waited. Just take the guy, man. Who Again, the ADP, we've is just a guide. 
and the queue is just a guide. You got to know your competition too. I mean, I really don't know anybody in my league though either. So maybe I'm giving them a lot of credit, but just seeing the way things go, like guys are not like, I don't know if this guy did this intentionally. I, I doubt it, but maybe he looked, I have Trevor Lawrence. Obviously I wanted either Chark or LaVisca to stack with him. He, he went right before I picked, he took LaVisca. And I was like, wait a second, at wide receiver 36. I was like, damn, man. So I obviously follow with DJ Chark at 37 to make, you know, to get uh, a stack because I have Mahomes and uh, I can't stack Kelsey and Tyree Kill because they never made it back to round two. <laughs> so, you know, I'll probably look for like a McCall Hartman or Brian Pringle later um, and they'll be cheap. But yeah, I mean, looking at, I think at least in mine, I'm like, these guys are really not paying attention to that. So, um, you know, it, it's a calculated risk. Um, but again, I, I'm, I'll take a look at the ADP for the fishbowl just to, to get an idea. It doesn't mean anything. Cause these leagues are so different, man. Like I'll look at one league where the guy goes, I mean, and, and just look at the disparities. He, Michael Carter of the jets, bro. He's gone as early as 68 and as late as 128. Right. I mean, it's it, so the range is just so wide that you kind of just have to say, you know what? That's the guy I want. Look, look at this. Jameis Winston, earliest 36. I don't know who has any info on that. Did they get that's, info? <laughs> right? That's insane. And as late as 146. So the disparity is 110 picks. Um, Zach Moss, 81, the earliest, latest 151. So it just really depends. And Pittman, early as 101, latest 152. Gallup is early as 94, late as 150. So Man, it all depends on your league. And we all know that some leagues are going to look at the board and be like, oh, my goodness, how did you get this team? And that's that happens in the high stakes leagues, too. You know, sometimes you'll be like, oh, my God, that league. What? And right. <laughs> it kind of sucks. And then even in fab, bro, and it happens and in, in, you see it in the TGFBI and NFBC. Like guy goes for 126 in one league and then 23 in yours. Like, wait a second. What? And that's just part of it. That's why I've always said, like, explaining and doing strategy for fab is so difficult, man, because you could break it down perfectly and then your league is just chaos. That is the truth, man. That is the truth. Well, I'm going to you know what? I'm going to I'm going to do it, Adam. I am going to I'm going to trust in the fact that one of the best things I ever did at Fantasy Alarm was surround myself with such. Smart people. I'm going to make this pick right now, Adam. And here we go. Listen to the sound of my click. That's Michael Gallup joining Team Bender. There we go. You got yourself a winner. Right? Now the question is, is should I go running back afterwards or should I just say Pittman? Or Pittman, you said what, as late as 150-something? Yeah. But his ADP is uh, 132. So, and you're in round 10, right? At round the end 10, of round 10? the 10th pick, that is 100 picks right there. No, 120. 120, I mean, yes. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> oh, right math in. is hard. Well, so the running, the running. I guess your your league is uh, going under the ADP on running backs. Mine are too, because uh, you mentioned, I think Ronald Jones was available. His ADP is 106. Um, Melvin Gordon, 113, Fournette, 115, Moss, 118, David Johnson, 121, Connor, 123. So 
and you guys are about past there. So yeah, your your league's going a little bit light on those running backs, as is mine. Uh, not really. We're we've got 35 running backs off the board, but Ronald Jones is gone, Fournette's gone, Connor's gone, Gordon's gone, and they're still available in yours. Now you love sifting through this range of running backs here. So let's let's get some thoughts here um on, on a few names. They suck. Yeah, yeah I know they suck. I don't I you know, listen, I don't want to touch the the Tampa backfield. So Fournette and Ronald Jones, like it's like, how do you you know, how do you decide on that? Like that, yeah. that to me is is some David Johnson looked horrible last year. So I gotta, you know, pass on him. Um Naeem Hines, James Conner, um, you know, Latavius Murray, Kenyon Drake. I mean, none of these names are are really popping at all. You know who intrigues me? And it's so fucking funny that I'm actually saying this, but based on the guys who are still sitting out there, right? I'm looking at two guys who I never take or never even thought about taking. Jamalfa Williams. And uh, and and possibly even uh, Kenyon Drake. Yeah, look, I'm okay with Williams. I took him in the FSGA. I think it was round nine. Uh, I thought I, I was never a big fan of him. I thought he looked good last year, and I know he's going to a different team. I still think DeAndre Swift is going to get a lot of touches. Uh, I think it's been exaggerated a little bit recently, and it's forced his ADP to to fall. And the guy's going to catch the football. He's probably going to get looks near the goal line. He's just explosive. You can't take him off the field that much. Um, and basically, I mean, you know, Anthony Lynn's there now. I mean, isn't Swift going to be more of the Eckler in that offense? Not to that level and extent, but he's that back. So, but I do think Jamal Williams will get his touches. They want to run the football in Detroit. It's clear. Now, are they going to be ahead in a lot of games? No. No, um, they're so not. They're, that's that's the issue right there. Right. So they're you're be behind. Yeah. And, you know, the, the valuable touches are going to be more to Swift. But what if we're wrong? And what if the coaching staff plays him more than we think? Right. Well, because that's the that's the thing, because my feeling about when you talk about DeAndre Swift, listen, this team is bad. This team is really bad. Not only did they downgrade a quarterback to go to Jared Goff. Right. But then, the, you know, it was it was all to acquire all these picks from the Rams. And they didn't go out and they didn't get any like real legit help at, at wide receiver. They lost Galladay and they lost Marvin Jones. They replaced him with, um, you know, Brashad Perriman. And I don't even know who's the other who's the other wide receiver there. Tyrell Williams. Oh, yeah. Tyrell Williams. Another chronic disappointing guy. So my feeling is, is like, listen, if you're if you're if you're basically saying that you're tanking the season this year, which they for all intents and purposes are okay. Why would you run DeAndre Swift hard during a season that you know is lost and, and you're subjecting him to extra wear and tear? I know what you're saying makes sense in theory, but teams don't think like that. What are the, and you can't treat a player like that. You just can't, what are they going to do? Uh, what's going to be the excuse? Oh, why did DeAndre Swift get eight touches this week? And you think he's going to be happy about that? No, I don't think he's going to be happy about that. But he's under a rookie contract, and he was a he, he was a first round pick too. Oh no, he wasn't. He was a second round pick. Yeah. So yeah, all right. So they don't get the uh, the fifth year option with him, but they can renegotiate. Yeah. 
No, what that's what Philip happens. Lin- what about? I mean, I know you're not a huge fan of Philip Lindsay. Obviously, that you know that situation in Houston is all fucked up. Uh, Tevin Coleman's still floating out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, it, when you get to that area, it is not fun, bro. It's just like, you know, um, AJ Dillon's gone, right? Oh, he's still there. Uh, I like him. You like Quadzilla? Yeah, man. I mean, you saw what they did. Now, obviously, we don't know the Aaron Rodgers situation, but he's going to get touches. We saw Jamal Williams get touches last year. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I mean, Connor is going to get the goal line looks, but he's not going to catch the football. That's going to be Chase Edmonds. Yeah, so definitely. So you're banking on touchdowns from him. I do think it's an offense that's going to run at a fast pace. Uh, they're going to run a lot of plays. So he could clean up near the goal line. Chase Edmonds has one carry inside the five in his career. Wow, I think it's that's, pretty clear. That's, that's pretty crazy. Clear. It's, yeah. I know it's pretty clear what they think of. <laughs> I know there was, I think there was, wasn't there some thing that came out today? Like these beat writers too. be careful. You got to read that stuff. Sometimes it's them speculating. And a lot of these guys, it's not information they're getting. They're just giving their opinion as if we would. So be careful with that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Oh, the, the beat writers speak the hype, the it's, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. People are, uh, People are fucking crazy. Yeah, and then everyone so, so, runs with right. it, and uh, oh, I gotta get this guy. So, Quadzilla is a guy who you like. Um, well, did you read that story, that popcorn headline today? That the uh, that that Devin Singletary came in looking stronger and better than ever yeah, before. Great. I mean, look, you're I think he's in the best shape of his life, Adam. I mean, you're a rookie, right? In a pandemic, and then you come in the next year, you had all season where, oh, yeah, you should look better. I mean, come on. Right. Oh, yeah, he looks so much better. Yeah, I hope so. I also kind of like Naeem Hines. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he is going to catch the football. So if you were me, would you go with one of this array of shit-sucking? Well, I guess for you, it's A.J. Dillon. Would you go A.J. Dillon or would you go Michael Pittman? Oh, uh, you have two running backs? I only have two running backs. Yeah, I would take Dylan. Yeah. What about look, Cor- if, Aaron, what if, if I Aaron said Corey Davis? <laughs> nah. Look, look, if if Aaron Jones goes down, man, AG Dylan is just going to be fed. And if Aaron Rodgers does return, this offense is going to be, you know, great again. The yeah. Aaron Rodgers thing, I wish it would. Can we just get an answer and move on? I'm tired of this shit. Good luck with that. Right? Aren't you tired of this shit? <laughs> I'm very tired of this shit. Very, very tired. Like of every it. year, we always have some stupid distraction in the preseason. Mm-hmm. We can never get anything smooth. It's always something, whether it's a suspension or a holdout. Every year, it's something. It's crazy, right? It's fucking aggravating as all hell. Really there, is. there is. There's always some sort of drama somewhere. Always. Oh man. Well, all right. Well, listen. Uh as always, man, it's it's a definite pleasure. I'm going to have to go and uh and and think real hard about whether or not uh I have to uh end up with the running back or if I take that wide receiver. Dun 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 dun. Maybe I'll just say fuck it and take a fourth quarterback. Ooh.
Yeah, just to ruin the rest of the league, right? Just to just to piss everybody off, right? Why you do it? Take your foot. No, see, my my people are all very very cool. I like I love my division. I really do. You know, you get a bunch of fish heads together in one room, and it's always a it's always a party, man. It's always a party. One day, Adam. One day, I'll drag you to a fish show. Maybe. I think you'd have a good time. I probably would. There would not be any girls for you to look at. Oh, I'd say great. that right now. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, the women who are there are, um, you know, they are. It's a very white crowd, very very white crowd, uh, and and you know, it's like like dirty hippie chicks. Yeah, not my style, but hey, you gotta sometimes go out of your element, right? <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you do. Oh, could Adam Bronis find love at a fish show? Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> These questions and more to be answered on the next edition of uh, of Anti Up. Adam, enjoy the NBA Finals tonight. Uh, enjoy the uh, all the events this weekend, and best of luck to you in your Scott Fishbowl draft, my friend. Uh, same to you, my man. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in, for liking, subscribing, all the fixings right there. I'm Howard Bender. For Adam Ronis, we'll catch you next time.